The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. Welcome to a very special two-hour edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. You know, it's a little different to be on an hour earlier here. The uh, sun is still out in Philadelphia. Not entirely sure that's going to have any effect on today's show, but I know that a lot of you are probably out there wondering what on earth convinced me not only to come on an hour earlier, but to also stick around for two full hours. Well, it's simple. It's a little something that we like to call Bianca Palooza. I know that most of you out there who are listening know exactly what Bianca Palooza means and what this show is going to be all about. But for those of you out there who maybe have stumbled across the show or are checking in out of curiosity because you've seen the hashtags on Twitter or you know, you've been poking around SoapCentral.com and want to know what the excitement is, well, let me give you a little bit of some background information. Bianca Montgomery is truly a groundbreaking character in the world of daytime television. And, you know, the more that I think about it, it's not just that she's groundbreaking in daytime. Bianca really is a landmark character in all of television history. Bianca is the daughter of the legendary Erica Kane, and she was the first major character on a soap opera to come out as lesbian. She was later involved in the first same-sex kiss in daytime, as well as the first legalized same-sex wedding. And sure, Bianca is a fictional character, but in my experiences on SoapCentral.com, I've learned that Bianca's presence on screen has allowed viewers to see that someone just like themselves really exists. So really, I think that this make-believe character has made a monumental change in many people's real lives. And we're going to be talking about some of that on today's show as we open up the call lines. Now, I know that this is going to be a jam-packed show, so that's the reason that we're doing this sort of pregame show. There are so many people who want to call in and talk about their favorite Bianca storylines, maybe talk about how the character has impacted their lives, and let's not forget Bianca's lovers. Well, that's the first hour. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, please call in 866-472-5788. It's a toll-free number, 866-472-5788. You can also participate on Twitter at Soap Central Live. I'll be checking there. I'll also be checking my own personal Twitter account, Dan J. Kroll. And then coming up in the second hour, Emmy winner Eden Regal and Christina Bennett-Lind, two of All My Children's best-known Biancas, will be joining us live. It's the first time that Eden and Christina have done an interview together. And I've got to tell you just how humbled I am that they've chosen to do it here on Soap Central Live during Bianca Palooza. We'll also be taking your calls next hour. 
And there will also be some very special guests, some guests that I'm not even sure that I know about. So it's going to be a lot of fun. The phone lines may be extra jammed during that hour. So, again, that's the reason that we're opening up the phone lines this hour to all of you to call in and chat. If you get in during this hour, you'll still be able to be a part of the next hour's show. I just want to make sure that I have as much of an opportunity to talk to all of you as possible. So let's just go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Kansas City and take Mary Beth. Mary Beth, welcome to Bianca Palooza. Hi. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. I know that you're calling in to be a part of Bianca Palooza. So would you like to give us your Bianca background, maybe when you started watching, your favorite Bianca couple? Let's get to the whole story. Um, well, I started watching all my children um, back in the late 70s, um, and all through my, the summers spent, you know, when it's too hot outside, we were inside watching television, um, all the way through college, and up until basically the end, um, I uh, was just, I, I became a Bianca fan when Eden uh, joined the show. And um, my favorite pairing was is obviously for me is Bianca and Maggie. Okay. I have to ask a lot of folks who may not be completely familiar with All My Children, maybe tuned in later. There was Frankie, and then there was Maggie. Of course, both were played by Elizabeth Hendrickson. What to you appealed more about Maggie than maybe Frankie? The thing about Maggie is, is just because she was, she was the friendship was really um, able to to play out on screen. She was on the show obviously longer than Frankie was, and um, they were able to to make a connection and then develop a friendship that obviously became much more than than what it was. Okay, so what are some of your, or let's just pick on the one. What is your favorite? Bam, as they were called, Bianca and Maggie. What was your favorite Bam moment? You know, anything involving the the entire rape storyline, because Maggie was really there for Bianca through the entire thing, and Bianca was really just absolutely coming apart, and she kind of helped Bianca hold it together, and I think that really solidified the, their relationship. I think that holds true in every day. You know, we sort of don't know the depths of friendships and relationships that we have until we're in that moment of need when we are falling apart and need to turn to someone. And that's exactly. when you find out exactly, uh, you know, who your friends are, who your loved ones are. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. I, I am looking, Mary Beth, I'm looking at the, the callers and I'm, I'm lining up here. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of folks who are calling in to talk about Bianca and Maggie. Uh, would you feel comfortable ceding some of your time to go through the rest of these callers? Sure. All right. I want to thank you so much for being a part of Bianca Belusa, and I hope you uh, stay tuned for the next hour and 50 minutes. It's going to be a great show. I will. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to go clear across the country and go to Seattle and talk to Dom. Dom, welcome to Bianca Palooza on Soap Central Live. Um, hello, can you hear me? I can, I can. How are you? 
Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, actually, you said from Seattle. I'm actually from Boise, Idaho. But oh, it's um, in Seattle. Well, you know what? We'll we'll be fine with Boise. We won't hold that against anybody. How are you yeah. doing today? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Kind of nervous uh, because it's the first time I've called in to Soap Central Live. But I should tell you, uh, I have listened to the show in the past, and I enjoy it. So to be able to actually be on the show and speak to you is uh, kind of, is uh, I feel really, it's feel pretty good. It feels a bit of a thrill. Well, I'm so glad that you've been listening to the show. So if you've been listening and this is your first time calling in, I have to ask you, what made you take the plunge? Um, well, uh, the granddaddy of soap operas, Guiding Light. That okay. is, that's what brought me to the dance, specifically Otalia. Okay. Uh, it was about April 2009. I know that there's a lot of callers on me this week. It was about April 2009. I was just looking through the dial, and I came across uh, Crystal Chappelle and Jessica Lachia and the chemistry, and I was blown away by the chemistry between the two of them. And from there, it just kind of snowballed, you know. And um, I kind of dropped, and after Guiding Light ended, I kind of dropped out of soaps a little bit, but then when I found out All My Children was ending, I wanted I, I decided to go on YouTube and check it out, and the first thing I saw was Bianca, and I was just blown away by how good of an actress Eden Regal was, and then it just kind of just kind of snowballed from there. Well, it's an interesting sort of uh, discussion that I'm not sure that we would have had an opportunity to discuss otherwise. Uh, as someone who enjoyed the storyline on Guiding Light, and of course we had Crystal Chappelle on the show back in December. I believe it was December 9th for folks who want to go back and listen to that show. It was our big 100th episode. Do you think that Guiding Light would have been as uh, willing to do a storyline about Italia if it hadn't been for what All My Children did with Bianca? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. And, um, you know, to be honest, I can't really give a concrete answer about that. I mean, I know that uh, the Bianca storyline was very pioneering, and uh, but um, I do think that the influences that AMC did as far as that storyline go really were so far-fetching to the other soap operas that, I yeah, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for Bianca, I don't think Otalia really would have happened the way it did. Um, but it's kind of funny. I actually, yeah, like I said, I became a fan of all my children after the show was canceled. Interesting. It was, it was primarily because of the hype surrounding the final episode, and I was kind of curious as to what it was about, so I checked it out and became a Bianca fan from there. Well, I want to thank you, Dom, for taking a part in the show. There are I'm just watching the, the callers line up here, so I want to make sure that I get a chance to get to everybody. So I want to thank you for being a part of the show, and hopefully you'll keep listening because Eden and Christina are coming up in the next hour. Oh, I hope I hope I'm able to speak to them. I would be like Jackie Gleason, how and how and how and how and how and how and how. But yeah, I'll be listening. Well, we'll get you give you some time to get yourself together, and I want to thank you for calling. You're welcome, Mr. Carl. We're going to go to Ohio and talk to Phyllis. Phyllis, welcome to Soap Central Live. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So I have to ask you, are you excited about Bianca Palooza? It's two hours of Bianca Palooza. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm very excited. I'm a big Eden Regal fan, of course. Of course. So, you know, we're going to sort of put you on the spot. Let's talk about some of your favorite Bianca moments over the years. Oh wow! Um, I would have to say probably my my most favorite Bianca moment was the coming out um, scene. I thought that was flawless. Um, I would have given um, Eden the Emmy um, based on that scene alone. Um, 
And uh, so that was probably my most favorite. Um, and then, um, oh gosh, it's really it's really hard to to rank them after that. Um, most anything having any of her work with Elizabeth Hendrickson, of course, because their mm-hmm. chemistry is just off the charts. I don't think Eden has chemistry with uh, better chemistry with anybody else than Elizabeth, to tell you the truth. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I really can't. <laughs> say okay. you know, something that, that I've, I've noticed, Phyllis, from doing the, the tweets and, and having everybody discuss their favorite Bianca pairings. One of the things that I've noticed, and this isn't just to remain diplomatic, mm-hmm. when each of the pairings was playing out on screen, I have to tell you, there was never a Bianca coupling that I wasn't rooting for. Uh, you know, right. Frankie, rooted. Maggie, rooted. Lena, rooted. Right. You know, all the way through, even when uh, Christina took over the role, it was right. sort of, I wanted to see them succeed, and I never really... Compared it uh, compared to any of the relationships, so I think that that's very very telling not only to the actresses but certainly to the writers. Well, and I think that I think that's because people were rooting for Bianca first and for, foremost, um, and um, because she was so rootable. And I think the reason was is because I mean, yes, she was the first openly lesbian character on daytime TV, but before that. She was a person, and she was Susan. She was, you know, Erica Kane's daughter, um, but she was, you know, a young uh, adolescent who was flawed, who had issues, who had so many layers to her, um, and whose character was so nuanced, and and that's due to Eden. Um, and who happened, just happened to be gay. And that wasn't in the forefront, but that was, that was just part of her makeup. And the way she played it, people got to know her as a person. And so they got, they were rooting for her as a person. So whoever she hooked up with, I think they were like, well, I mean, that person's with Bianca, so, you know, I'm gonna root for them. We all have our favorites, of course. But because they were with Bianca, it was sort of, automatic that they would root for them as a couple you know you see what i'm saying i do and i think that it was very interesting certainly for me on on this side when it was first announced that bianca was becoming out uh the number of emails that i got from people who would no longer be watching the show and then to compare that to when all my children was ending to be getting the same letters from those people who said that they would stop watching who have been watching all along for you know the the 11 years that followed after the coming out so i think that maybe it was something that was for some people maybe more scary in thought than it oh, actually sure. was when they saw it play out sure sure we're all afraid of the unknown and i think that um, like we would like in you know everyday life, if people were to get to know get to know you first before the label, then they find that you well you're not the scary person. So they find out that you know Bianca was Bianca. She was just a, a normal everyday you know uh, young woman who grow, grew into a very successful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they found that out, and um, the gay stuff just kind of followed along with it. You know, and it wasn't in the forefront. So While we're talking about this, I think this would be a good time to play a clip of 
Bianca's coming out from All My Children in 2000. Phyllis, hang on the line. We're going to play this clip, and we'll be back to talk to you in uh, just a minute or two. I have to tell you something. But I have to go. I, I, I can't keep those people waiting any longer than I have. I'm not going. Of course you're going. We're going. We're going together. This is what we wanted. The perfect mother and daughter for all the world to see. I don't want the world to see me, Mom. I want you to see me. This is what we wanted. No. No. This is what you wanted. I never did. What in God's name are you doing, Bianca? Have you lost your mind? You, I want you to go look at me. I want you to see who I am, Mother. Can you see who I am? Can you? I'm trying to show you. Honey, there is something wrong. There is something terribly wrong with you. No. No. You just won't look. I'm still your baby. And I still love you. I don't know exactly who you are right now, honey. I, I just know that I have to go. I have people waiting for me. I have responsibilities. And you have a daughter who you won't see. Is that what you want, Mom? I don't know why you're doing this to me. I mean, I'm hanging on by a thread here. This is not about you, Mom. Oh, the hell it isn't. Well, I'll tell you this. I will not let my company down. And I will not let my fans down. And I will not let myself down. I'll just do what I've always done. I'll just do it alone. Have you always loved me, Mom? How could you even ask me a question like that? Do you love me now? Bianca. Do you? Yes. I'm gay. That was a clip from All My Children back in 2000. We are talking about Bianca Montgomery. And on the other side of the clip, I was talking to Phyllis, who said that that is her favorite Bianca moment. Uh, hearing it again, Phyllis, I mean, it still brings chills. Because, I mean, not only does that clip speak to the brilliance of Agnes Nixon's writing um, and her creating the character of Bianca, it also speaks to the brilliance of both Susan Lucci's uh, acting and, and uh, Eden Regal's acting as well. I mean, that's a perfect example of, I think, you know, what it's like to come out to a parent. You have a child who, who for so long, um, you know, they're discovering their sexuality and, and they, you know, they try to deny who they are and, and they, they kind of, they keep it all inside and to the point where they're going to explode. And then, you know, the, the, the image of, of her stripping down to, you know, if, if they could get away with it, I'm sure she would have stripped down to absolutely nothing because she was bearing her soul. She was bearing her very core, who she was. And here's her mother not 
not seeing, not understanding. And, and, and I think a lot of people at that point would sort of would, would uh, blame the mother for, well, why aren't you seeing your child here? She's your child. But a lot of people forget that for parents, they, they for so long have looked at their children one way. They're not mm-hmm. overnight going to be accepting and look at a child a different way just because they're gay. It takes some time. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. And, and I think that you, you, you can see that. You hear Susan like, well, I don't understand. I gotta get back to, you know, back to my fans. I gotta get back to the people who are waiting for me. And, right. and here's, here's, you know, her daughter saying, but you, why can't you see me? I'm your daughter. I still love you. Don't you love me? And it's just, it was such a perfect, pure scene that, I mean, I just, I, I yeah. mean, I just want to cry every time I see it. I and agree. So for I, I, for I me, want that to, uh, does it. That, yeah. That's the scene. I want to thank you, Phyllis, for being a part of Bianca Palooza. We may speak to you again in the second hour, and thank you so much for sure. all of you done to help make sure this happened. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm, uh, do you want me to call back the second hour? or? Everyone is welcome to call back the second hour. I can't guarantee that the phone lines will not be busy and going crazy, but certainly okay. would love to have you call back. Sure. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Bye. Someone, bye. Someone else who's made this possible in tweeting and getting everyone excited about Bianca Palooza are the ladies of Pratt Falls. I believe I called them hilariously delightful or something of that nature. So we're going to bring on Portia from Pratt Falls. Portia, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm very excited. Bianca Palooza is finally happening. It is. Hashtag it away. We'll get it trending and it'll make my day. I can uh, I can stop and, and live a happy soap life. Uh, so let's just sort of get to the to the gist of this. You've been very excited about Bianca Palooza. You've you you've been tweeting. You've been going everywhere. What about Bianca Palooza is just so exciting for those who maybe aren't in the know? Well, how can anybody not be in the know? Um, I just think that uh, Bianca is a fabulous character and a character that's been played by some wonderful actresses, uh, Eden and Chrissy being at the top of that list. And I think that with what's going on with soaps, um, getting killed right and left, I think it's important to celebrate uh, how fabulous the genre really is, and um, and celebrate some of the fabulous characters that uh, have come to us through the soaps. And Bianca's my favorite. Well, let me just say that uh, you've been doing on the Pratt Falls blog, there's been a question a day for, uh, gosh, it's got to be about 20 days or so, all sorts of questions. Do you have one that was your particular favorite out of the... Uh, 32 questions, I guess? <laughs> well, um, as you know, Ellen and I have been trying to get our straight cards back for quite a while. We always... <laughs> that's the number one question we always ask Eden and Tamara. When are they going to give us those back? But, um, yeah, do we have a favorite question? I, I think... Gosh, that's hard. We did come well, up with While you think years. about it, let me bring in the other half of Pratt Falls. Let's bring in Ellen. Ellen, welcome to Soap Central Live. 
Hey, Dan. This is Bianca Palooza. Happy, happy Bianca Palooza to you. And happy Bianca Palooza to you, too. Thank you. So we're trying to figure it out. What of the 31 questions or 30 questions, which one, if you could only have one answered, what's the one you want answered? Um, this one's a bit raunchy, but it's the question about Bianca's, Bianca's skills in the bedroom because the show has always presented her as rather innocent and meek, and then she sleeps with her ladies and they, they go nuts. <laughs> and so I'd like to know what the hell happens. <laughs> Well, I think that happens to her mom, I mean, with, with guys, but it seems that a lot of men seem to go crazy over Erica as well. It could just be cane power, but who knows? Well, let's, has it uh, happened with Kendall? Did Kendall? No, not really. Well, Maybe maybe, she, maybe whole... she's the weaker sibling. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we think about that, let's bring in one or two more callers here along the line to get some folks in. We're going to go to Maryland, I believe, and we have Donna on the line. Donna, welcome to Soap Central Live with me and Pratt Falls. Hi, how's everybody doing? I'm good. Great. Can't complain. Can't complain. So, Donna, let's mm-hmm. talk. What is your favorite Bianca moment? I think one that really jumps out at me was the scene with uh, Bianca and Kendall at the abortion clinic. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. When, uh, when she'd gone, oh, yeah. Maggie had taken her to have the abortion, and she sees Kendall there, and uh, and they have their little uh, talk, and, and she realizes, she, Kendall realizes that, you know, that Bianca, she thinks Bianca's going to go through with it, and uh, she herself was the product of rape and can understand why Bianca would want to do that, and and at the same time, Bianca is realizing that uh, uh, that there is a lot more to Kendall than anybody realized, and that she needs to give her baby a chance. And that's the choice that she made. But that was such a wonderful sister moment there before really you know was. they really become close. Before when it was still Kendall was still the, the odd girl out, the bad one, you know, black sheep of the family at that point. It's interesting uh, that in talking about this, a lot of the things that have come up in just that short amount of time, 11 years, have been topics that were really considered controversial. You not only have rape, you have abortion, you have homosexuality, you have uh, gay marriage, there's a a whole lot of stuff in there. And it doesn't really seem, for the most part, that all my children got the amount of, of picketing and backlash and ill will that maybe some other programs have in the past. I think one reason is because those, each of those, when they touched on them, it, it was a topic about family. And this is what Agnes Nixon was so good at. It, it put that topic within the context, context of the family and people that, that we cared about. You know, there was Bianca because she was Erica's daughter. And we, we saw the story unfold slowly. We saw her place in the family. We saw the family agonizing over what she was going through. And that's with the, with her consideration of what to do with the abortion. It wasn't just about her situation with the baby, it reflected on uh, Erica's story with Kendall, mirrored their story, too. And uh, it was just all tied together, and it was the story of a family. Well, and so because that wasn't just an isolated, oh, it's just this issue, you know. Yeah, well, I want to thank you, Donna, for calling in. That uh, discussion of family is going to be something that I think we're going to continue talking about, not just for the rest of this half hour, but certainly into the next hour when Eden and Christina come on, because it's it's something that people maybe lose sight of. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you for that, and thank you for really helping to guide that, the little bit of that discussion for the next 90 minutes. Okay. 
Well, back to you, Ellen and Portia. Let's talk about family, and we're going to talk about oh, the little ones, Bianca's daughters. <laughs> Do you uh, have any favorite Bianca family moments that either one of you would like to share? Uh, family moments? Oh, my goodness. You know, little Bianca, little Miranda, little Erica, little Kendall, the whole the whole little Kane gang. I'm sure there's there's got to be some good family moments. <laughs> well, that time Miranda healed wounds with her tears was pretty... Oh, no, that, that didn't actually happen. We just made that up. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I, you, you talked me into it. I think I believed it. <laughs> Well, we believe Miranda has some very special powers that have yet to be explored properly. Um, okay. I mean, she did bring Bianca out of a coma. That is true. That's very significant. And we're very disappointed that we're not going to get to see Miranda and Gabby grow up and be mortal enemies and then best friends and uh, have as complicated and rich and a relationship as Bianca and Kendall got to have. Well, I think we've me... been ripped off. We're I, really I, looking I, forward I, to another 40 years of all my children and getting to see Bianca um, deal with these daughters that were sure to cause <laughs> years and years of trouble. Because well, it basically that... writes itself. It's, it's all yeah. there. I know that we're talking about Bianca, but you know, one of the things that I think that would have been fun to see is to see Erica get a hard time from her granddaughters, to see them run her ragged, to see them <laughs> just, you know, sort of give her some headaches. That, to me, I think would have been kind of fun. That would have been wonderful, definitely. And I have no Erica? doubt that Gabrielle could give her a run for her money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, to see Bianca have to, to see what she would do, how she would uh, be as a, a mom of teenagers. That could have been a lot of interesting fun as well. Definitely. It would just be Mona. It would just be Mona 2.0. That, well, yeah. I mean, goodness. I mean, that's part of what soaps do so well is they, they take some of their history and they revisit it. And, uh, you know, there are other things that soaps do well. So we're going to take another quick caller. And I think we're going to Washington for oh, a great name, Danny. Danny, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for asking. You're here with the ladies of Pratt Falls, myself. We're Bianca Palooza-ing. Let's uh, share your favorite Bianca memory. My favorite Bianca memory. That's, that's a little tough. But, uh, I feel like Bianca. I should... Uh, Say one of her moments with Frankie, since that was my all-time favorite pairing for her. But I actually have to go a little back farther than that to when she was involved with Sarah. Oh. And it was uh, when Sarah was sick in the hospital, and Bianca was sitting down with her mother and told her that she was proud of who she was. Oh, I remember that scene. That was beautiful. You know, it's one of the things, that too, that's interesting. There, there's actually there's two separate thoughts in this. One is that even ABC always referred to Bianca as the moral compass, which, without trying to become too controversial, there are some folks who might believe that it's impossible to be gay or lesbian and be any sort of moral compass, uh, which is an interesting concept. But on that, 
I don't necessarily know that All My Children was ever preachy in all of this, even through the coming out, through uh, even the storyline involving Zarf and Zoe. There was never really a preachy aspect that I think maybe some of the gay storylines of the past had, where, for example, when uh, Kevin Sheffield was on Canvas and he came out and they decided to do the reversion therapy to, you know, ungay him. Uh, that was far more, I would say, preachy in terms of uh, than what we saw with Bianca. Yeah, I think um, one of the main things with Bianca and how they represented her was, as has been said before, she was a flawed character. So she wasn't just a straight-up goody-two-shoes in a way. She had her own issues, her own problems, and how they presented her dealing with what she was going through with her sexuality and then with her coming out. Uh, she didn't always do the right thing, uh, but she did stay true to who she was. And they represented as, as she said in that scene that I referred to, um, it was just a part of her. It was the same as the color of her eyes. They didn't make it, they didn't try to focus so heavily on it. Of course, it was an issue in the storyline, but it was just one. It wasn't her for the entire thing. Well, I don't know that necessarily I have a Sarah clip, but Danny, I have something from a Bianca and Frankie moment, if you'd like. And after we get off the phone with you, I'll play it for everybody. I would adore that. Well, you know what? Let's do that now, and we'll get ready for the rest of the show. Danny, thank you so much for calling in and being part of Bianca Palooza. Mm-hmm. Let's take a listen to a Bianca and Frankie clip. I believe this is from... 2001. Let's take a listen. Where is this coming from? You know where it's coming from. No, I don't. Look, Frankie, you know that I'm gay, and all of a sudden it seems to be making you really nervous or something. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. And I want to know if it's because you think I'm going to hit on you or something. Whoa. I, Frankie, if that's the reason that you're all scared all of a sudden, I just want you to know... I would never force anything on you, okay? Not anything, ever. Yeah. And if you don't want me to stay here tonight, that's fine. I will find somewhere else to stay. That's not what I want. So what do you want? I want to do what we have been doing. Taking it easy. Hanging out. Nothing. You think this is nothing? I mean, Frankie, this is not nothing what we've been doing to me. Frankie? Okay. I don't really know what to do with all of this, all right? With all of what? I just didn't expect this. Frankie, why are you freaking out? I'm not freaking out, Bianca. I just didn't expect this. What's this? Frankie, what are you trying to say? Well, uh, shortly thereafter on that clip, Vanessa Bennett rolled into the room and sort of ruined finding out what was going to happen. So uh, do you remember, I'm sure you remember all of these moments, uh, Ellen and Portia. Oh, of course. Yeah. Are there any moments that maybe we haven't quite yet gotten to? Of course, there are some groundbreaking moments. 
Oh, my favorite Bianca moment has to be when she slapped Babe. Realizing <laughs> <laughs> um, the truth of what was going on with Beth slash Miranda. And um, I thought that that was one of possibly the greatest moments in all of soap history. <laughs> I think millions wow. of fans everywhere got a lot of emotional satisfaction out of seeing Bianca have that moment, finally, finally. Um, and I would love to ask Eden if it was as satisfying for her as it was for her fans. Yeah, I will have to say, you know, slaps are maybe a dime a dozen in the world of soaps, but yeah, there really was something particularly gratifying, particularly, you know, tingling about uh, <laughs> just seeing Bianca haul off and, and bang the hell out of a babe. And it was so long in coming. I mean, it took forever to get to that moment. But uh, when she finally got there, oh, my goodness. And Eden and Alexa Havens were fabulous through that entire storyline. It was phenomenal. Well, we have a couple more folks I want to try to get on uh, before we run out of time in the first hour. So let's go back to the phone lines. And I believe that we have Martha from California. Martha, welcome to Soap Central Live's Bianca Palooza. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Dan. And I want to thank you and everybody involved who put together this incredible show. Oh, you're absolutely um, welcome. I'm just so glad to be here and talk about Bianca. Well, then if you're going to talk about Bianca, let me get right to the, I guess, the, the controversial question. Who was your favorite Bianca pairing? Well, I, I'm a hardcore Breeze fan. Yay! <laughs> I love Bianca and Reese. You know, I, I also, I mean, I totally get uh, the BAM fans I, and, and Frankie. I mean, I, I support Bianca in all her relationships because I think she was such a compelling character and uh, got us so involved with her and caring about her that just as if she were a real person, a friend or family member, we wanted to be happy. But um, it was, I didn't discover, frankly, I didn't discover Bianca or start watching all my children, frankly, until I ran across an article in AfterEllen.com about Breeze. And I, I just looked at it, and it wasn't just the fact that there were two beautiful women playing a couple, but also the the dynamic as a family was really compelling for me. And when I think if I had been a teenager or a 20-something and seeing this kind of character, and as Phil was talking about how, you know, her sexuality is just one part of who she is. She's a human being and uh, who wanted love, who ended up having a family and was part of a community. And that just touched me so deeply, and I thought, as I said, if I had seen that kind of thing when I were younger, just how differently that might have changed my perspective about what options were open to me mm. and how I identified myself. Or, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you want a family, if you want this or that, then maybe you're not gay. You know, all the kind of questions people have is they ask themselves about who they are. And uh, as I said, I, it, the way Eden brought this character to life, the way Agnes created her, and the way Christina Bennett Lind 
continue to portray her, it just there's such a richness to that character and to her history that really grabbed me and made me a huge fan. And I, I mean, <laughs> before that, I had never even written a fan letter, much less, you know, mm-hmm. gotten involved. And it's not just true for me, but if you look at the community of Bianca fans, it's so passionate and compassionate people. I mean, oh, so Martha. much money has been raised for charity on behalf of uh, this character and the women who portray them. It's just an example. One of the things that I noticed that um, folks have a tendency to talk about, particularly now that they're taking our soaps off the air, is that they're saying people want to watch things that give a message, that deliver some sort of of, uh, takeaway message. And I think that some of the folks are discounting the fact that on the soaps, people really have gotten lessons. They have learned some things. And, Absolutely. you know, dare I say, maybe there's even been the opportunity to save a life through a storyline like Bianca's coming out. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. I agree. And uh, in looking back, I, as I said, I, I became a fan way down in the storyline, but thanks to YouTube... I've been able to go back and watch a lot of these moments, you know, wishing, so moved by that coming out episode, for example, you know, I wish, if my mom had been alive, I wish I, still, I wish I could have had that moment with her, and watching that made me want that, and it's funny because um, I ended up coming out to one of my aunts and one of my nieces in the same week. By discussion of of all my children, this was before uh, the wedding happened, and uh, it, that was just so mind blowing and, and such a positive thing. Well, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. We have at least two or three more callers I know who've been waiting for a bit, and I want to make sure that they get on. So, if you're okay with ceding the rest of your time, we're going to move on. Sure, sure. I just wanted to say shout out to Pratt Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, ladies, so much. And you don't even have, have to shout been, loud. They're right here. You have been the voice of the fans and our heart and soul, and we love you. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you, Martha. Well, thank you so much again for calling in, Martha. Well, thank you. Talk to you soon. We are going to stay in California, and we're going to take a call from Bren. Bren, welcome to Bianca Palooza here on Soap Central Live. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really, really great. You know you're going to get put on the spot. You've heard the other callers. I did. Who is your favorite Bianca pairing? Minx. We haven't talked about the lovely Christina and Sarah yet, so we've got to put them on blast. Um, in my opinion, the best recast on a soap ever, times two. Um, usually I don't like recasts, but they came in and... Um, took over the roles, um, and, you know, made it their own, but also kept with the integrity of the character, and that pairing um, has been amazing. We would have to agree with you. Chrissy's (laughs) fabulous, and uh, she and Sarah totally won us over, which I would have thought was impossible to do, but um, Minx is 
such a great pairing. So, so wonderful. Well, while I've got three of you on here to give an opinion, let me find out. Did any of you have a problem sort of adjusting at first to seeing a new actress in the role of Bianca? We all I've had polite. a problem. Nope. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Ellen. I'm or whoever I'm, that was. Yeah, it, no, it's me, Ellen. I think, I mean, I think at first it, it, it was a little scary. We were, we were scared without Eden there, but, I mean, Chrissy was fantastic. It took such a short amount of time and then you know she was her own bianca and it was it was unfortunately we'd had to end but it was a great way to end i agree i mean there's always that hesitation when someone else comes into a role that you know you're afraid they're not going to do it justice you're not going to like them as much as the previous one but i have to say i adore christina just as much as i adore eden well, Christina okay. certainly uh, did a fabulous job, and our only regret was that they didn't give her more to do sooner because obviously she yes. could handle it, and they could have used her talents to um, much better end. But um, once they did finally give her things to do, she really was fabulous, and I was so glad that um, even though I hated the way they destroyed Bianca and Reese's marriage. Um, I, I loved that they gave Bianca a new storyline and uh, and somebody new to fall in love with, and I thought that uh, Chrissy and Sarah were fabulous in that story, and Minx is a great coupling. Yeah, they definitely redeemed the uh, divorce by text message. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh, if they goodness. redeemed, but they 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 got us past it and yeah. so we could hope for better things and yeah. They're adorable together. Well, we're almost running out of time for the first hour, so Bren, do you have any more words of Bianca wisdom or love that you'd like to share before we let you go? I do. Um part of what I love so much about Bianca is you guys had touched on this earlier about her being the moral compass of the show. And the fact that that character is a lesbian has been really significant to me. And um, so many of Bianca's experiences, I've um, parallel experiences I've had in my own life. And the fact that she could withstand all that she's been through and still remain the moral compass of the show has been really uplifting and inspiring for me. Um, and you also talked about how Certain storylines really ring home for people, and they take things from it. And um, the fact that she could go through everything that she went through and to not have it harden her or knock her off her center has been um, something that I've definitely taken home from that. Um, and she's by far my favorite um, character on television and someone to look up to and admire. Well, Bren, thank you so much for that. And I think that uh, even maybe some folks who are listening who don't really watch all my, didn't watch all my children regularly or aren't familiar completely with Bianca's story, I think they can hear the passion in everyone's voices and maybe sort of want to go and explore more about the character. Hopefully. Well, thank you for calling. We've got one more caller before we have to take a break to go into the second hour. And uh, thanks for being a part of Bianca Palooza. 
Let's see. Our last caller for this hour is right here in Philadelphia. That's a wonderful thing. And it's Erica. I don't think it's Erica Kane, but Erica, yeah. welcome to Soap Central Live. <laughs> hey, Dan. How you guys doing? We're doing well. We're Bianca Palooza-ing. We're halfway through, and uh, no one's cursed or gotten drunk yet. <laughs> How do you know Wait. I'm not drunk? Wait a minute. Oh, well. never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Erica, woohoo! Let's uh, let's go right to your favorite Bianca storyline moment. Ooh, um, for me, I'd have to say it was the closet scene after being attacked by Ricky Torres. It was a uh, it was Ooh. phenomenal acting in that scene, and uh, I could you could feel the terror and the emotions were so real. And uh, this scene, like, it showed the strength and resilience of Bianca and her ability to pull through after all she's been through. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a scene talking about Bianca's sexuality. It was a, a scene showing Bianca's strength, which I really, really love. Would it be safe to assume then, with uh, you liking that as a more recent scene, that your favorite pairing was with Marissa? Yes, I, Minx was my favorite pairing of all. What about Minx? I know, and, and I'm sure Ellen and Portia are going to yell at me for calling it Marianka at one point. Come uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, Dan, we thought Minx we'd talk to you love? better than that. So what about what about the Minx pairing? What was so special? What was magical? What did you like? What really um, sort of brought it home for you? For me, I think it was the timing that I came across all my children. Um, like, I grew up watching Young and the Restless with my mom, and then as a teen, I would watch all my children here and there, like, during breaks. And then around 2010, when Christina was passed, I was really invested, and then I was able to watch um, the story between... And Marissa grow from the beginning, and I was able to relate with the um, falling for a close friend without having any intentions of having the friendship go anywhere further than that because I valued the friendship that we had. And it was great to see a character on my TV that I could relate to so closely. You know, I'm I'm reading as we're talking here, I'm reading all of the th comments that folks are saying on Twitter, that they're saying in my email, and it's been uh, an amazing hour here of fan stuff. So I want to thank you, Erica, for calling in. We're just about ready to wrap up this first hour, so I don't mean to, to cut you off, but we have to get ready for the big main event coming up. So are you ready? I'm so excited. You know, I am too. I, I don't like to get excited because it makes me crazy. But Erica, thank you for calling. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's go back to Ellen and Portia for a moment. I want to thank again the two of you for being a part of this. And, of course, you're more than welcome to uh, call back and be part of the second hour when we have all kinds of special stuff going on. There's people who are confirming. There's people who are canceling. I don't know what to expect. So uh, <laughs> hopefully you're ready for the excitement. It will be great no matter what. We're sure of it. <laughs> no matter what. Remember you said that. <laughs> <laughs> How can it not be fabulous when you have Eden and Chrissy on here? Well, I'm not worried about the two of them. I'm worried about the host of the show. <laughs> you know, you'll be fabulous as well. No worries, well, Dan. 
<laughs> we'll see. Ellen and Forrest, I want to thank you for, for coming out of the cave and being able to talk to us. And uh, I'm going to let you guys go. Well, thanks for having thanks, us. Dad. We really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. We are at the end of our first hour, but we're not going anywhere. We do have to take a quick break, and we're going to come back on the other side with the main event. We have Emmy winner Eden Regal. We have Christina Bennett Lind, two of All My Children's best-known Biancos. They're going to be taking your calls. They're going to be taking calls from special guests who, as you've heard, some of them I know, some of them I don't. It's going to be an hour of magic and surprises as Bianca Palooza enters into its second hour. Stay tuned, everybody. Soap Central Live will be back after these commercial messages. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Bianca Palooza here on Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this is it. This is the main event. This is the moment that so many of you out there have been waiting for. I'm not going to waste any time with chit-chat at the top of this hour. I'm going to just get right to introducing our guests. My first guest this week is an Emmy-winning actress who for 10 years played Bianca Montgomery on All My Children. She played the role with dignity and earned the love and respect of millions of fans. Eden Regal, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you very much. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Well, let's make the worlds collide here. My next guest only had the opportunity to play Bianca for a short period of time before All My Children was needlessly taken away from us. It hasn't, uh, you know, I would say it's probably not easy for anyone to take over a role, but Christina Bennett Lind stepped in and continued the wonderful legacy of Bianca, and I'm glad that she's able to be back here on the show with us. So, Christina, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm wonderful. Again, it's it's so great to have you back here. So as far as I know and as far as I've been told, this is the first time that both of you have appeared at the same time on the same place so that we'll put to rest any rumors that you can't exist at the same location. <laughs> The nexus of the universe. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe one of us has a good voice double or something. You know, you can't, you can't, you don't really know. I know, we'll no to, proof. We'll have to take pictures of ourselves talking on the phone to you. That's a really good point. So let me, let's start off with Christina. Did you ever think that there would be an hour devoted to a role that, you know, you 
just played on a soap opera. People tend to think that it, it's not a big deal, but here we are an entire hour celebrating Bianca. Oh, I, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I, I would listen to Eden talk for um, far more time than that, so I, I am not surprised at all. And I, I, I knew the moment I stepped into that role that it was more than just a, a role in a soap opera for, um, for everyone. So I, I'm not surprised at all. I'm actually really excited. I've been looking forward to it. And Eden, uh, how about for you? Did you imagine, I mean, it's been almost uh, 11 and a half years since you first stepped into the role. Did you think that fans would still be talking about Bianca even now? I mean, no, I, 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 I couldn't possibly have imagined that it would have such staying power and make such an enduring impact on people's lives. But, I mean, it just goes to show that the character was so beautifully written and, um, and that it, it filled a, I think, I guess it filled a void. It filled like a, a need. It spoke to a lot of people in a way that nothing else had. And that, I guess that, that lasts. And, uh, so I, you know, I've said before and, and I remain this way, but I'm extremely honored to have any association with the role. Um, and I could talk about it forever. Well, let me rewind since we're we're going to be trying to talk about as much Bianca history as possible. Let's go to Eden. When did you first learn that All My Children was planning to reveal that Bianca was a lesbian? Was it before you tried out or afterwards? It was after I tried out. It was after I got the role and had signed the contract. But they and they you know these these uh, these TV types are pretty you know. They're pretty hardcore about their contracts, <laughs> but in this, in this case, they decided to to give me an out because they really wanted to make sure that whoever they got to play this part, because they knew that that it was that it was had never been done before, and they they wanted to tell the story right. Um, they wanted to make sure that I could commit myself fully to this, and um, you know, assuming I had any hang-ups or um, prejudices. You know, nobody nobody wanted anybody to be associated with the show and the character who had, you know, problems with it. So I was called into, it was Jean D'Addario Burke's office at the time, and Agnes was there. And, you know, they sort of held their breath, revealing this top, top secret spotlight to me. And, you know, hoping that I wouldn't, you know, throw my glass of water in their face and storm out the door. <laughs> Um, but of course, I told them, "Are you guys kidding me? I'm, I am. This just makes me more excited about it." And I was, I was thrilled. I grew up in theater, so it was kind of a non-issue for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I could tell that, that it was a big deal for them. So I was like, "Oh, I better, uh, I better pretend like it's a big deal." <laughs> <laughs> so you toyed with them. You you toyed with their emotions. <laughs> No, no, no! I told them that I thought it was a great idea, and that I was, you know, so glad that they had chosen me to play this play this role. And I was excited. I mean, every soap character needs a good secret, so my my character had a DC. Well, let's go and give Christina her chance. We we talked the last time you were on the show about uh, any reservations that you had, maybe about playing a character who was lesbian. But let's go to the other side. Was there any trepidation? Were there any thoughts going through your head about knowing that you were taking over a character that so many people associated with Eden? 
Of course, yeah. I mean, I, I would be lying. I think I think a couple of times I've probably told interviewers that I, oh, no reservations at all. I think I'd be lying if I said I had none. I mean, I, I, um, I think the scariest part about it was just um, trying to be as true to this character, which I knew was so loved, um, and and trying to make my own sort of spin on it without betraying this beautiful person that, that Eden crafted. So I, I definitely I was a little. Um, and, you know, intimidated by her um, total beauty and talent. But I think um, ultimately I, I realized that we went through um, a pretty extensive audition process for it. And uh, and I think at that point I sort of didn't look back. Um, so I was definitely a little bit nervous. I also know I used, uh, used to watch some soaps before all of this um, happened. And, you know, occasionally they would just stop the frame and say, the role of da-da-da-da will now be played by, <laughs> and then it just kept going. So I was I actually felt at least at least I was coming back to town, and <laughs> we didn't have to do that. That's a good point. Well, you talk a little bit about nerves. I would imagine that there are going to be some fans who have nerves uh, sort of jangling and jittery over the, eye, uh, the ability to talk to both of you. So let's just jump right in and get it out of the way and start with Barb. From Oregon, Barb, you're on Bianca Palooza here on Soap Central Live, or maybe you're not. <laughs> we scared her. <laughs> See, apparently the nerves have gotten gotten the best of Barb. Barb. Oh, we've got Barb. Barb, I'm here. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello. Hello. Hi. You ha- you are on with Eden. Christina and me, but I'm not that important. So let's, let's what are your questions? I'm sure well, actually, you've got I have a, a question for you, Dan. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, good. That'd have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to know, and hi, Eden and Christina. Hi. I want to know how they think that All My Children was resolved. Since the cliffhanger was supposed to go online, do they actually know or do they have any ideas about how they would like to think that All My Children ended? Hmm. I think that they would take this one because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I um, I actually, I didn't shoot anything that wasn't shown, so I don't know. Um, I think that my best guess, and sort of from hearing what other people were talking about, um, was that they just wanted everyone to uh, be together and with family and... Um, peaceful, at least for the moment, with what they had, and grateful. And uh, I think that that's how they sort of planned to end it. I think the the intrigue of you know a bad guy looking around with a gun was sort of put on afterwards. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't have any secrets to tell, unfortunately, about um, the uh, unshot scene that that Marissa and I would have had. But um, you know, I, you can only guess, and and are open to suggestions. Well, thank you so much, Barb, for calling. Absolutely. Thanks, both of you, for being great, Biancas. No problem. Bye. Bye. Eden, there were a lot of firsts that you were involved in. One of them was the first same-sex kiss in daytime television (laughs) history. Were there any jitters about uh, sort of that kiss going to be analyzed for eons and eons to come? Yeah. I mean, I was very nervous because... Listen, I don't want to kiss anybody on set, you know, on set with a million crew people around and under hot lights and with cameras. I mean, it's very, it's a very intimate thing, and, and it made me nervous. I think it was, it might have been my first, like, on-screen kiss of any 
you know, inspect their office inspect. Uh, but I, uh, I, it was, it was compounded by the fact that it was this huge publicity event for all my children. So there were all these news cameras and extra and entertainment tonight and everybody was there. And I was so nervous. I was like, this has to be like a, like a beautiful, you know, kids has to be the, you know, these two characters have been waiting for this and the audience has been waiting for this. And, and I was like, I just can't look stiff. And wouldn't you know it, I look incredibly stiff. <laughs> it was wonderful. I well, saw it later and I was like, oh God, I must like, you know, like all, all this pressure is on me and I'm not handling it so well. Well, but what about... What about in all of this, Olga? Do you think that, I mean, did you two talk about this? Was she nervous about it? She wasn't nervous about anything. She was a rock star. Well, you know what? Let's ask her. Let's bring on Olga Sajnoska. Welcome to So Central Live. Hello. How are you? Is it really you? <laughs> yes. Is it? You know what? I just looked you up online because I thought, whoops, you know, it's been such a long time. And I nearly fell off my chair. Oh, yeah. So much has happened to you. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a mum. Thank you, and you're a mum two times over, right? I know, I know. <laughs> yes, oh, um, I'm an old God. pro by now. I cannot tell you how nice it is to hear your voice. Likewise, I was just listening to the conversation. Um, you're so sweet to say I wasn't nervous. I think the word is I was completely ignorant. All the stuff that you were just describing, um, I was so unaware of. <laughs> I just, uh, I really, and thinking back now, I just laugh at just how green I was to the whole, um, to the, the, the whole concept of daytime television and what this whole storyline meant and everything, you know, the historical context of it all, I just didn't know, I didn't know, <laughs> so, I mean, I was sort of told, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't get it, I get it much better now, so it makes me laugh to think. Well, are you, let me ask, do you think that it's better, Olga, that you didn't understand at the moment, really sort of the, the, the whole gravity of the situation? Um, is it, probably, because if I had, I probably would have been, you know, um, much more nervous and I would have felt the weight of it much more, you know, on, um, I would have felt, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been so much, as much fun. I mean, I, I you know, we were just, uh, as far as I was concerned, it was just a, you know, a really fun scene. Great, they get to kiss, finally. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that was it. So um, I didn't, you know, no, none of the rest of uh, of it really um, resonated with me at the time. Eden? Yeah, well, I was going to say one of us had to be clear-headed. Or else we <laughs> <been> <laughs> no, it was lovely. I was still, um, I was still getting used to working with um, more than one camera at a time, and I remember... <laughs> I was doing back acting. I probably told you this at the time because I saw all the cameras there and I'm turning away from the camera and I was doing this kind of over-the-top thing so the camera could see how distraught I was while I was turned away from it. But, of course, I was unaware that there was another camera <laughs> shooting in front of me and I looked uh, a bit ridiculous. But never mind. Uh, that's another thing I learned. <laughs> Draw the veil when you've... Um, 
when you've shot because uh, millions of people will be watching and there's nothing you can do about it. It's over very quickly. Well, yeah. I have to say that Twitter is going crazy uh, right now about our Bianca and Lena reunion. So, Olga, <laughs> I want to give you a chance to, uh, while they're listening, to if you have a message for the fans out there who are, even to this day, still so supportive of that coupling and your work on All My Children. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I'm... I'm I, I would hope they have. Um, I would hope they have um, more other things to think about and to support and and to talk about. I hope that this this was just a, a beginning of something, and uh, I should. I don't know how it's been exactly in in daytime TV since then, but I take it it's been. Um, it was a kind of opening, um, so uh, I just I send all my love. I mean, I. I these women um, mostly, but some men too. Uh, they were just, they were just. Uh, this is what I was. I came to the to the understanding very late of just how much this meant to them. Um, so, in full awareness, um, I thank them with all my heart for for all the support they gave us and all the passion that they had for this um, for our storyline and for our characters. It it made us feel um, rather important, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> And Eden, any thoughts uh, while you're, we're talking about Bianca and Lena? Anything either that you'd like to share with the fans about that particular pairing? Well, you know, I I love that. I mean, you're 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 going to be hard pressed to get me to admit I didn't love a pairing, but I really loved that pairing. Um, I uh, I thought that Lena brought out, um, you know, Lena was so 100% herself, and she was so comfortable in her skin and and Bianca really needed that especially at that point in her life and and I, and I thought it was such a beautiful relationship because you know was such a grown-up you know and their their relationship was very mature it was um, I think later on Bianca got involved in people who didn't know am I gay or am I straight and that that like was tough on her but it was only because she had that sort of solid foundation of um, of somebody who was such a good role model for her in a way um, that she was able to kind of get through all that other stuff. So I love that pairing, and it was like I don't know. Olga's so sexy in her accent; she's so sexy in her fake accent was so sexy <laughs> that um, I just I was just it was just sort of fun to be like such a hot couple with her. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, ditto. Ditto. <laughs> well, Olga, I want to thank you so much for your surprise call into the show. Uh, it's meant so much to so many people. And for me, I want to thank you for uh, for taking time out of your day to be a part of the show. Oh, no, thank thank you. And Eden, again, uh, congratulations. Um, and I'm, I'll, be, I'll be watching you from the sidelines. Um, uh, go get them. Uh, have, a, have a wonderful time as a mother and in your career. All the best. Yeah. Lots and lots of love. Thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'll have to find you because I would love to get that. Oh, well, it's easy these days. We can we can find each other very easily. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Lots again, and thank you very much. Absolutely. Bye bye bye. If I could find her, Eden, I think surely you can find her and have your your own <laughs> personal in life reunion. <laughs> yeah, maybe not quite so public, but uh, <laughs> but that was. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great, great surprise. I'm like beaming right well, now. I, 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 I recently had a dream about Olga, and I think about her, and we literally have not been in contact at all since 
since we had since she left the show. Like it's it's she's one of the people that I lost contact. She went she went immediately to England to shoot MI five and then I just like lost completely lost touch. So that was nice. Well, there will be more surprises, so you'll have to stay tuned. I want to talk more about these first. Christina, you know, Eden has had a lot of firsts. It was the first kiss. There was the first, uh, you know, it was coming out. There was the first same-sex marriage. You had the distinction of having the first same-sex divorce and the first same-sex <laughs> hidden sex tape. <laughs> it's, it's very distinctive, my my first. Thank you for bringing you that. Um, the, the divorce, I think, was... Um, a little disappointing for for first as far as firsts go, but um, but <laughs> but definitely that uh, it's funny Eden that you say that that was your first on screen kiss. I think um, absolutely that was my first on screen sex scene. So I uh, I often tell Sarah that uh, that she was my first, um, and I think she enjoys that that distinction. Um, but uh, it was terrifying. It was totally terrifying <laughs> and uh and it was a day after a, a vacation we had like two weeks off or something a hiatus and we came back and you know they're like okay take your shirts off and uh pull the boot down and uh, kiss your neck and it was terrifying but actually near the end we ended up talking to the director and saying did you get everything that you wanted because we really want to make this look right it's exactly the same as Eden was saying you want it to feel natural and and organic and not like stiff and scary, but there were definitely moments of stiff and scary in there, and uh, and I think Casey, was our director, said, no, 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 I think we got it. I think we got it. <laughs> we're, like, holding each other, like, are you sure? Are you sure? We can do it again. <laughs> there are a whole lot of questions that folks submitted uh, by Twitter, by email, and let me do a couple of them. We have one from Shadow User who says, Bianca is always so fashionable. Does she own anything that's made of fleece? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Eden, did you ever wear fleece? You tried to get his daughter. Like, what do you expect? That's a good point. But on a much more serious question, we have one from Audra who wants to know, what was your defining moment playing Bianca? Let's go to Eden first. My defining moment. Um, well, I think my defining moment. It it had to have been the coming out. I was trying to think if there was something before then, but it had to have been the coming out. Um, it was, I mean, it was so. It was. I, it was done in classic soap opera fashion, but like so dramatic to have. Me and Susan dressed alike and me stripping down and making my mother see me for who I, for who I really am. And I think in that moment, Susan and I connected, you know, that was like when our little love affair with each other was born, but we connected on such a deep level and really felt like our brains got tricked in, in thinking that we were mother and daughter. And, um, and, you know, how devastating that moment is, what, you know, a daughter revealing herself to her mother and not knowing whether she would be, um, whether her mother would be able to accept her. Um, so I think that was hugely defining, you know, for me to, to understanding who this person is and understanding how brave she was, you know, to, to do that. So I, I, that's, that's my moment. 
And Christina? Uh, I, you know, I, it's, I'm glad you gave me a second to think about it because I, I don't, I think, you know, the thing that stands up the most in my mind is when, you know, Bianca and Marissa finally got together that night and the following day. But I think um, if I really had to dig and find a defining moment for my Bianca, I would say that it would be um, when I started really standing up to JR because there was something, it was outside uh, on location and it was really hot and we ended up having this fight right in the sun and I was saying things like, you know, just because you're, you're a man, you think you have to fix Marissa and you don't and we don't need you and uh, and she doesn't need you. And that, that I think, I remember that stand out as um, sort of a moment where where I got to be the strong Bianca that maybe, ha- you know, had her kernels when she came out, Eden, and sort of started to grow and change and and really stand up for herself and her her choices and her life and, and who she was. So I think that that was kind of, for me, that was exciting. I, I was excited to see where that would go if the show had continued. She's a very strong, strong character. Well, we're going to go back to the phone lines. We're going to take a call again from Phyllis. Phyllis, welcome back to Bianca Palooza. Having me again. So you have you are here. Well, you've got the nexus of the Bianca universe. Let's, let's right. I'm it. actually calling now. I'm actually calling in as a representative of the fan club. Oh. Ah. Hi, Eden. Hi, Phil. Hi, Christina. It's hello. It's, it's good to talk to you. And you. Um, first of all, I want um, Mary Beth says hello, Eden. Oh, please don't tell her hi. I will. But um, I'm calling in because um, when um, Christina first um, started in the role, the uh, fan club sent her some flowers as a welcome. And um, we wrote in the card that we um, wished her well, and we would hope that she would honor and take care of the character of Bianca like Eden had done for all those years. And I just wanted to let you know, Christina, that we have not been disappointed for a moment. Uh (laughs) <laughs> that means so much to me. Those flowers were so beautiful. I kept the little card that came with them, and I have it in my little special box next oh, to my bed. Oh, good, good. Things that meant very a lot to me at a time when I really needed the encouragement. So thank you. Well, you've you've done a fantastic job, and I just wanted to let you know personally, from all of us in Eden's fan club, that um, um, I they hit a home run when they did the recast. Definitely. Uh-huh. So. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. That yeah, yeah. And I don't have a question for Eden because, you know, I could probably just email her and ask her. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably sick of talking to me. <laughs> Never. I'll let somebody else come on. I don't want to take, take up with the precious time. But uh, thank you again, Dan, for um, doing this and for allowing us to be a part of it. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. We're going to go back to the phone lines. We're going to go and take a call from Bren in California. Bren, welcome back to Bianca Palooza. Hello again. I didn't think I would get to come back on again. Well, you this know, I'm looking at the names <laughs> and watching luck. in the chronological order. You were there, so here you are. You're, you're double the Bianca, double, double the fun. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. Thanks for doing this. This is awesome. Of course. Oh, you're so welcome. So I'm sure there are many, many questions that you have, Bren. Can you narrow it down to one burning, pressing question that you need answered? 
Um, okay, if oh. you could write the story, fast forward five years, where is Bianca now? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. Um, I, I would say, uh, I think that um, really settled into that nice big giant house. Um, uh, an occasional, you know, bouncy bounce in the front yard at that driveway. Um, probably, I, I would go with um, us having uh, adopted another child. That's what I was, I was, uh, I was, everyone on set thought I was crazy for uh, wanting to um, be around the babies when they were on set. Um, and, uh, and I think that, um, that them choosing to make, to, to sort of continue their um, family, uh, you know, Possibly after another wedding, although, you know, I, I, I guess I always sort of um, thought they would be wonderful parents together of, of one that was theirs t- together. So that, that would be what I would say. Right. They still need the reindeer baby. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I think, uh, I think that we'll go for humans the first time around and uh, <laughs> on the reindeer. Um. You know, I I love that. Um, I, I I you know I, I've I've been very vocal about how much I appreciated Christina's portrayal and how, and I've told I've told you Christina, but I I just yeah. thought that she did a magnificent job and and made the character her own, and and it was it was so fulfilling to me to watch Bianca continue without me, and and for it to go in such a beautiful direction, you know. She was in such good hands, and when I saw, I saw on YouTube, you know, the scene where Bianca and Marissa finally say "I love you," and I, I, I could not stop weeping. It was so beautiful, and and I really felt like, oh my God, finally Bianca's happy. Like she's been to hell and back so many times, mm-hmm. and now she finally. Found and I, of course you know they like every couple they ended up having their issues and, and whatever but but it was just such a beautiful moment and so full of joy and and I like it, to me it was like the fulfillment of a dream like my personal dream and then also like Bianca's so um, I, I'd love I, I would love to imagine them living in their great big house with a, a whole slew of kids <laughs> just being really happy yeah. Well, okay. Bren, thank you so much for calling back. Uh, it's actually a very good question. All right, thank you. Thanks. We have another very interesting question. I guess, Eden, probably this might be better answered for you. It's from Jason, but it's something that uh, several people asked. And they're wondering, to the best of your knowledge, did the writers ever consider ungaying Bianca? Um, you know what? I can't really answer that question um i'm i'm sure like i'm sure it was considered it's not something that i would have ever entertained um i was you know absolutely in real life nobody can be unpaid so uh you know it's a soap opera and people people decide to do crazy things but i i certainly never would have you know i wouldn't have been involved with it at all so well, the one of the things in doing all of this that I've noticed and from following on Twitter and from you hearing the calls is that it seems fans love all of the different pairings. And, you know, Christina, yeah. we sort of got Eden with a surprise caller. 
Let's yeah. bring on Sarah Glendening and talk about some <laughs> meat love. Sarah, welcome to Soap Central Live. Well, hello. How are you? Hello. Hi, Sarah. What's going on? Hi. I can't shake you. You can't what? I can't shake you. It's not a bad thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Does this feel at all like I, this is your life, like Bianca Montgomery, this is your life? <laughs> a little bit. It's a little strange. I, I'll, I'll leave that to Eden. She can take a little bit more. So let's let put Sarah on the hot seat. We've heard what Christina and Eden have said. Was there any reluctance or hesitation on your part about coming in and playing a character who was gay? Oh, yeah, I hated it. I didn't want any part of it. Never wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. The whole experience sucked. Um, I'm sorry. You guys must be having a serious conversation. <laughs> um, well, we were. No, of course, I can, of course I can kind of tell life. that I would like Sarah. That's sort of <laughs> my assessment. I know. I know. I, I can't believe we haven't met. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, seriously, like, no, of course there wasn't any reluctance. I, I came in and um, was, I, you know, I, I came in and that was not part of the plan to begin with. And when it started looking that way, I, I kind of went to them first and asked, asked our producer if that was where it was going. And she didn't say definitively yes or no. And I was like, all right, but just to let you know if that's where it's going, I'm totally cool with that. Let's do that. <laughs> that was kind of the way, that was kind of the way I, I let them know I was cool with it. Pretty blatantly. No, and she and suddenly started checking me out on camera, and then it, that was it. <laughs> and it ended up being something where the fans... <laughs> totally embraced it and wanted more as the show was coming to an end. Oh, I know. It was such a cool... It was it was just a convergence of something that was just starting to uh, turn into something really, really cool, and then it just got cut short. Yeah. That's, the only, that's the only regret. You know? So, Sarah, Christina has given us... You may not have heard it. I don't know uh, how long you were on hold. She's given us her idea of what... The two of you are up, well, Bianca and Marissa are up to sort of now or maybe five years in the future. Where do you see the character in five years? Hopefully they're still together. Um, not in Pine Valley, no. Are you kidding me? They've, 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 they might be together, but they will have been married and divorced probably three times. and you know, there, will, there will have been an, an evil twin that entered the scene at some point. And... <laughs> I believe that's called equality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I would hope that they kind of lived happily ever after. But um, they they did move into a a really large house, didn't they? Yeah, they there, did, there's a lot yeah. of rooms. <laughs> just, a, just a tiny little a little forest cottage <laughs> right there in Pine Valley. Yeah. You know, like the newlywed <laughs> well, while we have everybody here, and I know that there are a couple of folks who want to hear or talk to you guys, we're going to go to Illinois and take a quick call from Tony. Tony, welcome to Soap Central Live. Come and have me on. How are you? I'm doing good, friends. I'm doing good. Yeah, doing good. We've hey, got he, Eden, Christina, yeah. Sarah. You have the, the, the ball here, Tony. Ask a question. <laughs> Uh -huh. Ooh, the big two, like two very Biancas and Marissa. That's nice. And the second Marissa, nice. <laughs> well, I don't exactly have a question. I just wanted to say all three of you, um, 
you, especially to Ian and Christina, through your portrayals of Bianco's over the years, you did my magnificent job playing that role, and it makes me, uh, as a fan, it made me so enjoyable to watch. Oh, thank you. So enjoyable to watch. But I do have a question. But I do have a question for Sarah, for Christina and Sarah. In your portrayals of Bianca and Marissa, which I would love, the storyline I love towards the end of the series, uh, (laughs) it was a scene. But I want to talk about, and the reason why I'm saying this because it's snowing in Chicago tonight, by the way. Uh, uh, talk about that snowball fight that you had about a year ago (laughs) on the year. Yeah. <laughs> how long do you guys took that? And how much how long did how much you long did you take that? Did you that how many scenes you took that? And how we much have, We had we only had to do one take of it because uh Ms. Christina Bennett Lind has quite an arm on her and she pegged me. <laughs> <laughs> directly in the face. <laughs> pegged me directly in the face. Um yeah. no things gonna go well after that. Um <laughs> yeah, we we only we only did it once. It was um we we blocked it all out very carefully, but that snow was not obviously snow. It was um, like this gelatinous white goo. Yeah. That <laughs> so um, it was a good thing it only took one take because we were pretty much covered in gelatinous goo by the end. We when we fell down too, we moved the um, little astroturf that was the grass a little bit. So they they <laughs> contemplated having to clean us all up and start over again. Uh, but I think when they saw that there was gelatinous glue or goo all over Sarah's face, uh, they decided against it. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even know that. Is it is that yeah. in the shot? Can you see it? Where the turf uh, I think they cut around it, but they thought that maybe we'd need to shoot again, but they figured it out. They're miracle workers. Yeah. It was too bad. It was one of the most fun uh, scenes I ever shot on the show. Yeah, it was great. Well, I want to thank Tony for calling in. We have another caller who wants to be part of this Bianca Palooza madness. Someone <laughs> who Eden, I think, knows. Lenore, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, hello. Glad to be here. This is how I have to talk to my daughter. <laughs> well, hello. Hi, I'm in New York calling you. I've been listening. It's been great. Oh, good. And I'm so happy to hear the other Bianca. I just want to ask one quick question. While you were with your strong, powerful mother at work every day, um, how was it to come back to your weak, normal, but very loving mother at home? <laughs> um, it was it was different. Um, my my mother at home didn't have uh didn't have uh hair that was styled to perfection, but that was basically the only difference. <laughs> Is that the main difference? Because and 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 also your jewels are not quite as large as my as my TV mother. That that is absolutely true. Uh, I have never fought a bear. But um, I used to watch the show and wonder if you were whose daughter you were because I was so it was so believable that I I, I forgot. That, well, you're that, you're the one that I call complain to, so I'm definitely your daughter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great to meet Christina too, and uh, uh, I love to hear everybody speaking to you and you you answering. So I'll just stay on and listen. Oh, great. Well, thank you for being a part of our Bianca Palooza oh, and surprising Eden. I wouldn't miss for the world. I'm very excited about it. And I love Bianca. It's a great character in our lives. Oh, well, thank you. 
All right, we are. I'm looking at the clock. I want to give Sarah a chance. The the fans are still going crazy for Minx, or I still am holding out hope for Marianka. It won't work, but I'm still holding out <laughs> you hope. You tried so hard. You did try. You tried. Why, why would we go with Marianka when we have something so perfect and beautiful as Minx? <laughs> Marianka sounded like a hot Wait, are you kidding me? Minx is like the best um, uh, shipper name ever. It's <laughs> pretty good one. It's pretty good. We owe the Twitter fans for that. Yeah, we do. So let me let you uh, have an opportunity to deliver a message to all the folks out there who are listening, who were so supportive of Marissa and Bianca, or Minx, if you will. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was um, that was a really cool uh, thing to have been able to happen. You know, I mean, without fan support, it certainly I don't think would have gone in the direction it did. Because it seems like they're pretty, um, they they were always pretty sensitive to how fans were feeling about certain stories storylines, and um, the fans were so supportive that they really felt like they could just go with it, and it made it just so much fun. It was just one of the best years of my life getting to, to do that story, and it was because of all these all these um, amazing fans that were paying attention and loving it, and that was really cool. So yeah, I want to say thank you to you guys. Mm-hmm. And in the words of Olga, ditto. Ditto, ditto. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for taking some time out to be a part of Bianca Palooza today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. It's wonderful to talk to you guys, and, and nice to meet you over the over the phone, Eden. Yeah, really nice <laughs> to meet you. Hopefully it'll happen in person, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Bye, Sarah. Bye. I'm sure the fans now are picturing some big uh, high tea at the Four Seasons with you and with Olga and with Sarah. It's just a whole big sort of Bianca and her many loves. Well, not many. I mean, she wasn't like that. But, you know, I mean, sort of a party. Yeah, we've been trying to do tea for a while, so tea will definitely happen someday. We'll take a picture. We have a very, you know, it's interesting. Some of the fans are going very philosophical. Here is a Twitter question <laughs> from Wang Yu, who wants to know, if you could travel back in time to meet with anyone, who would it be? Let's do Christina Ooh. first. Oh, no. This is what I need a moment. Um, who would it okay. be? Uh, no, no, I think I, I'll come up with something. Um, um, gosh, I think it would be... There are so many, but I um, I have always been sort of fascinated by um, Audrey Hepburn. I have to say, I would have loved to sit down and talk with her, uh, hear her story. She had an incredible story, a sad story, until she became so um, secure and famous and all those things. So I, I I would have loved to talk to her about her life, and uh, I don't know. That's one of them. There are so many. That's a hard question. Eden. Well. I, you're not going to believe this, but Christina stole mine. What? <laughs> 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 it's always stolen. I was really sorry. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, I don't know. You know, Derek, gosh, that's, you know, that's a hard question, and I'm never good at questions like this, but um, I guess, you know, um, yeah. Maybe Marilyn Monroe, like like she's oh, yeah. another like she's like so. Uh, she was obviously like so tortured and 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 had so many you know issues, but was just 
so luminous and gorgeous, yeah. and I'm I'm very I'm like totally fascinated with people who, you know, seemingly have everything, and it, it kind yeah. of kind of lets them just it, it destroys the, that that just having everything like destroys them somehow, and I think it's you know people who have so much it's hard to deal with. I think like it's 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 just hard to survive. This world is hard to survive in for anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think seeing people who live on such a big scale, it's just fascinating. Um, uh, Judy Garland is another one, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, Very yeah. We're cut from the same cloth, Eden. Mm-hmm. And people who are trying to live, live normal to... lives, you know, in the midst of all this drama, hey, that's what's so interesting about soaps. Yeah, it's true. We are down to almost our last 10 minutes, so let's quick go back to the phone lines and take some more phone calls and go to Donna in Maryland. Donna, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. Hi. Hello, hey. ladies. How are you? Hello, Hi, Ben. How are, how are you? Doing? I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. I'm sure you have a question. Let's I get do. right to it and see what we can get an answer for you. I wanted to ask each of you about um, if there was a particular moment as you were first beginning to work with Susan and with Alicia, um, and in your scenes when you felt that family connection. Oh, oh when yeah. you felt like, okay, this, this is going to work um, with family. You know, Susan, uh, is, she's a very disarming person because, I don't know, she's, such, she's so bigger than life, and I was really intimidated meeting her. And then she, I think she, like, actively tried to kind of, uh, to kind of reach out to me because she knew how important it was for us to have like that that familiar familial connection, mm-hmm. um, and I was like immediately put at ease. But you know these kind of uh, to get to the point where you like look in each other's uh, in each other's eyes and you like love this person so much and you really believe that they are your sister or they are your mother. It does mm-hmm. take time, and it takes a lot of time waiting backstage with them. You know, like endless days of mm-hmm. shooting that just go on and on and on and on and then the next thing you know it you know you've completely bonded with these people and and mm-hmm. you're never going to let them go so it did it was over time and I, I can't remember the exact moment but there was a moment being on set with both of them and looked at them both and was like i love these people i just love mm-hmm. them and i don't have to say all because they're you know it's real yeah yeah and i mean i i think for for me when i first um, met Susan. She is, she's totally disarming, but she's also so much smaller than I, I ever imagined. She's so <laughs> tiny. But I, you know, it, she like had this, has this instant way of just like making you feel welcome and warm. And, uh, as I'm sure Eden is talking about. So, I mean, she was wonderfully open to me the first time I had a scene with her in the hospital. Um, but I think it wasn't until, or, you know, it happened so quickly and I think so kind of furiously because I was this new person in the role. She really embraced me. Um, but I think it was the Kendall Zach, uh, when Zach was, um, was killed that, or almost killed or nearly something, um, that she, uh, her and, and Lish, uh, there was a real energy, a real chemistry, female chemistry with us, uh, during those scenes and we were sort of consoling. Uh, Kendall and uh, and that scene where we got to all hug each other was sort of um, electric, actually, and, and I don't think any of us will forget that day. It was pretty amazing just being able to uh, go there, uh, go there with Alicia, especially, and uh, all together was really amazing. 
Well, thank you, Donna, for your call. We're almost out of time, but I want to bring in someone who was paid to leave town, but we've tracked her down. We have Kelly Overton hanging <laughs> on the line. Kelly, welcome Hello. to Central Line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hi, Bye, Kelly. Eden. <laughs> How are you? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. This is the, the the one person, I guess, that Erica Kane successfully paid to leave town, and now we're bringing you back. And I didn't have to pay for it, I think. Well, I mean, rain, rain was bad news. There's no question. She needed she had a nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> and if I remember correctly, you almost got one, too. <laughs> I almost talked you into it. I got. I think I got a fake one to scare my mom, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Can't believe that was twelve years ago. Oh my God, you're kidding me, right? No. Twelve years. Yep. Yeah, I guess it's just <laughs> this about. Really is Bianca Montgomery? This is your life. But you know, Kelly Kelly is like one of my closest. Kelly's one of. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, so do you have a, a favorite <laughs> memory through that process? Do I what? Have a favorite memory through that uh, that process um, of being on all my children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there were a lot of great memories. I, I remember having so much fun, kind of in the mall, panhandling and just goofing around with Eden, and um, uh, at the Crystal Ball. I mean, that was kind of. I remember that being a really big moment, you know, for my character and also for Eden's character. Um, not only did Rain get to kind of wear a dress and clean up a little bit, <laughs> but it was just a really kind of monumental moment in um, daytime television. And for Eden to, um, you know, my character, you know, really, I always looked at her as coming on the show and being a friend to Eden and really encouraging her to not be ashamed of who she was. And so that was kind of a, a, a big moment, not only, you know, for for daytime television to have Eden announce, you know, and stand up to her mother and say that she is gay and admit who she was. And it was, sorry, that's my daughter <laughs> singing way back there. Um, but it was, uh, it was a big kind of moment for our relationship to have Eden finally do that. So I remember that being, you know, um, one of the most memorable moments. Well, I don't mean to cut the reunion short, but I'm looking at the clock. We're almost out of time here, so I want to thank you, Kelly, for calling in as a surprise Absolutely. guest. Thanks, Absolutely. Kelly. Love you, Eden. I'll see you soon. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye. Have, have fun. Bye-bye. Time for one more caller. I'm looking to see who we have left on the line, and I'm not sure. So you know what? We're just going to end up closing with giving each of you uh, some time to thank your fans. We'll start with you, Eden. Um, well, I mean, this is, I'm like kind of getting a little like, like clumped over here because, um, I mean, in a way this kind of feels like weirdly, unexpectedly, like the closing of like a big chapter, um, yeah. like the Bianca chat, like, like I, I, I don't know, like I, I, I kind of didn't expect this, but, um, but it's amazing to hear how vital Bianca is in the lives of so many people and how much she's touched their lives as much as she's touched mine. Um, and I do feel like I'm a part of a, a really incredible legacy. And this has been 12 years of my life. Um, 
and I, I, I really can't believe that Bianca is not going to be living on television or on the internet anymore. Um, but I just want to thank the fans for, you know, sharing this with me. It was, it was an amazing ride, and, and it's going to stick with me forever. And Christina? Oh, um, actually, you're, you're so right, Eden, about that. I didn't expect it either until you just said that, that it would be feeling kind of like, um, uh, you know, uh, sort of a, oh, I don't want to go there, but a little bit of a memorial for all that, that Bianca has done and all that you did and then all that I kind of was able to take with me. And um, I guess, I mean, I it was a life-changing experience for me doing this. Um, I feel intense gratitude to everybody who really, I mean, I don't think I, I would have uh, been a good recast if you guys hadn't accepted me as one. So it's, I really owe so much of that to you all. And, uh, and I just, I feel very grateful and proud and uh, honored that I was able to share even a small part of it. I was hoping for more, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been an amazing ride and I will also never forget it. Well, I know that there are so many fans who weren't able to be a part of the show live because of maybe they, their doc, their 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 boss wouldn't give them a, a a reason to get out of work. A lot of people asked for excuse notes and letters and faxes so we could try to get them out of work to come and listen to the Aww. show. But I can guarantee you that you'll both be hearing from folks on Twitter. We're going to be posting this show in the archives later on tonight. You can hear those at soapcentral.com/radio along with any of the other shows that we've done here. Uh, Eden, Christina, thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this special hour celebration. Uh, it really is, I guess, an opportunity for fans to have that, that last sort of moment mm-hmm. with, with both of you and with Bianca. Well, thank you for honoring the character this way. This is really special. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you very much, Dan. Well, everybody, we will be back again next week at our regular time, which is 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for another edition of Soap Central Live. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.